you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast and, and, and being part of our ministry, allowing us to connect with you. And we're so thankful when we hear from you guys, when you send some notes and say, good job, or we like what you're doing, or talk a little more about this. And just by way of updates, we're finishing up chapter 31 of the book of Proverbs, which finishes up Proverbs. And from there, we're going into narcissism as we promised. And just to give you a look down the road from narcissism, we're hopping into the life of Christ and we're not slowing down. We're we're trusting God. We're looking at this with uh, uh, glasses through hurt, through people who are going through junk, people who can change how God changes people. Uh, We're looking at this as everybody has an opportunity throughout this world to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And when the Holy Spirit of God indwelleth within you, man, you can do anything. That's for sure. So we're we're certainly looking at it through those types of lenses, and we look forward to having you along for the ride. So yesterday, uh, we looked at mother, and that's a continued word today. So it's almost like mother part two, because you know the, the word mom, the word mother, it, it just can't be covered in a few minutes, Kevin. It, it's got to be put out there, and and uh, so it's, it's great to have Kevin in just a minute. We'll let him catch up with us and talk about mother. But I want to talk about my mom. My mom was an example. My first example. Uh, the first woman I loved, the first person to take care of me, see to my needs. My, my mom had six children. One died within a day or two of birth and was a blue baby is what they called it back then. The lungs didn't develop quite right. And, uh, back in the day, they didn't have the medicine and stuff we do today, the steroids and those types of things that would have helped the lungs. So I have a brother in heaven and she raised five and an abusive husband, a terrible situation. But throughout my life, my mom was my greatest cheerleader. Throughout my life, my dad deserted us when I was a young boy. I think I was five. And uh, he took off, bailed on us. It was a divorce a year or so later when they finally caught up with him. He was in Louisiana and wasn't a great dad. Did get saved later on in life, and I'm thankful for that. And I can't wait to talk to a spiritual dad. And But talking about my mom, she was there for our family. If somebody had something bad to say about one of our kids, she just laid into them. If uh, she just thought we had what it took to do whatever we wanted to do, she used to say, you can be anything you want to be. I can remember her praying over us. And back then we were Catholic, praying the rosary. I can remember the crying. I can remember the good times, the bad times. Most of all, I can remember a godly mom. And I'm so thankful for her, and I'm so thankful that she was saved, and uh, she came to a place in her life where she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. I was able to lead her to the Lord and deal with so much of that hurt that was in her life from abuse, so much of that hurt that was in her life from my father, so much of that hurt that was in her life. My mom studied to be a nun and was kicked out when uh, she was uh, where a priest tried to sexually assault her, and she beat him up, and uh, she was in college, and I just, I just appreciate a godly mother, and uh, I'm so thankful for her. And, and uh, you know, the Bible talks about that as one whom his mother comforteth, 
And uh, that says so much. My mother comforted me. And the Lord says, so will I comfort you. And it's a pretty wonderful thing that the Lord uses the term that a mother comfort. Kevin, I'm not sure if there's any greater comfort in this entire world than a mom other than yeah. God. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I know I, my mother's still alive. She's, she's uh, in her mid eighties now, but, um, there's just times I need to hear mom's voice Yeah, and, and there's times that she needs to hear my voice. She's, she just, uh, had a pacemaker put in last, uh, Thursday, I think. And, um, yeah, she's struggling with some things and, and, uh, now I find myself calling her just because, you know, I want her to know that uh, I'm thinking about her and I appreciate her. And, uh, like it says in Proverbs 31, her children arise and call her blessed. And, uh, I, I just thank God for mom. But, um, you know, when we think about the ministry wounded spirits, you know, there are a lot of mothers with wounded spirits. And I can think of times when I was uh, growing up that my mother just had, and I think every mother uh, has these times where she just, you know, vented where she just couldn't take it anymore. She had <laughs> I've been two, two kids. And, uh, uh, I think someone once said that, um, uh, Laura Engel Wilder, uh, Laura Engel's Wilder, the little house on the prairie that even those sweet prairie mothers from, uh, these wonderful books and TV shows, they must've had times where they walked about a mile into the prairie and screamed for 10 minutes and then came back and smiled at their kids again. But, um, you know, there's, uh, there's just, there's a lot of trauma that goes with, with motherhood, not only having a child where your body is, is just, you know, gone into this, this mode of contractions and pushing and whatnot. Um, but you know, think about miscarriage, Doug. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I don't know the percentage, but, um, there's miscarriages in, in my family. Um, I've got seven children, but there was a miscarriage in between some of them. I forget which two, uh, I think it was in between four and five or maybe between three and four, but I've got four, four girls. Uh, one of them's already had a, cu a couple of miscarriages and it's, it's difficult, but then you take that and you've got children at the same time, you've got to go face these people. So, um, you know, it's what, what do you do when your toddler is going crazy? You don't want, you're traumatized and you don't want to traumatize the, the toddler or the teenager or whoever, whoever's, whoever is, is inflate, you know, it, it, um, exacerbating your own, your own emotions, mm. you know, yeah. how do you keep from just lashing out at them? Human emotions are normal. And, uh, you know, there's nothing to hide, but the Holy spirit, you know, God is a big God and he, he, uh, gives us the ability not to traumatize others because of the trauma that we've been through. So, um, you know, it, but unfortunately, you know, the, the human psyche or whatever tends to interpret, yeah. you know, if a toddler throws a book at you, <laughs> it's sometimes if you're having a really bad day, or if you've got the the postpartum blues, we used to joke about it. Our family called it the postmortem blues, but, uh, just cause it sounded similar and it acted similar, 
but uh, the postpartum, you know, depression, if you're going through it and the toddler is throwing a book at you, it's hard not to interpret that as a threatening gesture and lash out. And there's some women I, I've talked to it, I've heard it, where they're so tense and their whole body is set up to protect them from, from you know, this this attack. And they're thinking human emotions are normal. I'm, I don't want to hide them, but my reactions are so extreme. What do I do about it? And and I'm just so glad, Doug, that there's a God in heaven yeah. who who knows. He was touched by the feeling of our infirmities. No one was traumatized like the Son of God. No one will be able to say, you know what? I'm a I'm acquainted with how messed up you feel. I'm acquainted with this, with this, um, wild emotional swing. I, I had the, you know, it says his, he began to be very heavy. I'm acquainted with being overwhelmed. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I think, I think mothers, yeah, I think mothers just, um, are so great. And, uh, my heart goes out to them and I'm, I'm just, just praying that we can be a blessing. Yeah, that's the truth. And, you know, one of the things that Kevin was touching on is, is some of the things that the mom deal with personally and this idea of miscarriages and the reality of 20% of all pregnancies end in miscarriages. And if the moms are over 35, uh, and this is according to the uh, American College of Obstetrician and Gynecologists, so 20% of all pregnancies end with a miscarriage. And when you're over 35 years old, that number seems to double and, uh, uh, certainly something that, uh, uh, some of the sweetest, most wonderful women I've ever met in my life have been through that kind of thing. And what a, what a leadership role that you ladies play through that, helping each other out helping us out and helping you men out. Men suffer greatly as well from miscarriages, but thank you for that. Thank you. And thank you for putting up with the, the junk of a husband along with the junk of kids and, and again, uh, you know, we certainly are appreciative, stand in awe of you and remind you, man, if you want a Proverbs 31 woman, if you want a woman that stands up strong and does what she must do, you've got to be a Proverbs 31 husband supporting that woman, taking care of that lady and seeing to all her needs. Well, we certainly are thankful to have you with us. Now, real quickly, we're going to go over and let the broadcast stations do what they have to do, but we'll be right back with you. So if you're hearing music right now, this is a time where the radio stations are going ahead and uh, sharing announcements and advertisements and things of that nature. Well, it sure is great to have you folks back. And Kevin, we find ourselves over here, Proverbs 31, starting in verse number 25. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm so thankful. I'm trying, you ever lose your notes right in the middle of thought here? And, and so we find ourselves in verse number 25. It says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. So uh, it's a continuation on again about our virtuous uh, woman and her admirable, admirable qualities. Those strength and honor is a pretty big deal. 
what a you know a metaphorical comment or for garments or is going on and saying she wears strength and honor but i'll tell you it's more than metaphorical you can see it in ladies you can see those ones that stand upright you can see those ones that are a picture of strength you can see these ladies and 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 i'm so impressed by you ladies and and and, and you can see that you can see you wearing that and and men you know this is maybe a call for us uh, who who love these women who who wear strength and honor. Maybe this is a call for us that, that we should be, uh, you know, making dinner reservations or something, taking care of these people and recognizing that, um, you know, and, and, you know, something like strength, something like honor to me, those are military terms. I, I mean, these are virtues that people say in the military that that's a guy of strength. That's a girl of strength. That's a girl of honor. That's something that's part of your DNA. That's who you are. You're not born that way. You, that's learned in, in God's word. That's learned out there doing what God has for you. That's learned caring for our families. That's learned looking out for each other. That's learned from the crying nights. That's learned from the laughing nights. That's learned from those roads we shouldn't have turned down. Those They're learned by the people we shouldn't have hung out with. They're learned by those things that we've been through. But as we've said a million times and we'll continue to say a million times more, just go and sin no more. You've had your lessons. I know what road you've been down. I've hidden your sin as far as the east is from the west. Now stop it. And uh, it's time to continue to move on. That makes somebody strength uh, look strong. That makes somebody's strength show through. That makes someone's honor show through. And that's a pretty cool thing. When we think of words like honor being used for the medal of honor, uh, what that speaks to, that's wonderful. Then we see in verse number 26, she opened in her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. I don't know about anyone else, but I know you show me some kind people and I can hang out with them. Uh, kindness shows concern. It shows that the people are willing to have a deep understanding of what's going on in your life. They're listening to every word you said. I love people who take notes for prayer requests. I love people. Kindness means respect to me. It always had those people that even in the worst of times will dig down and find kindness. And here's this Proverbs 31 woman being talked about of someone like that. Somebody with the, with the kids going crazy, life upside down, trying to make fine linen, being talked about at the gates, the whole world, juggling the whole world back and forth. Yet in the midst of that, because of God's grace and because of viewing God's mercy, in the midst of all that, we see kindness. In the midst of all that, uh, we see wisdom. We see somebody who's going to listen to the problems, who's going to put, put them to prayer. And then that last verse in 27 for today, it says, She looketh well to the ways of the household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Now, now this isn't a gal who's laying around. And, and this is what I've found out over and over again. You show me a, a productive, godly woman, somebody who's always on it, somebody who's working hard, somebody who's taking care of her kids, taking care of her husband, taking care of her household. And you know what I find? I find a productive, industrious husband, somebody who's always on it, somebody who's taking care of his kids, somebody who's working with each other. You know, marriage is this thing where both parties, the husband and the wife, 
both parties are doing the best they can to meet the other person's needs and to meet their family's needs. This is a thing where both parties is given everything they can and throwing everything in there to do the best they can. This makes a Proverbs 31 woman. And yes, gentlemen, this makes a Proverbs 31 husband who supports and lifts up that woman. Kevin, this is some great stuff, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our, our satisfaction as humans is partly derived from uh, just, you know, the feeling of improving. Uh, someone said of Sam Walton when he was alive, the founder of Walmart, obviously, that uh, they never knew a day that he didn't improve in some way. And um, this, the fact that, you know, it says uh, the, the verse that you just quoted was saying that uh, she eateth not the bread of idleness. I was reminded that when um, Pharaoh in Genesis 47 knew that Jacob's family was moving down there, you know, Joseph was was the co, co-regent, and uh, he told them, he said, the land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land, make thy father and brethren to dwell. In the land of Goshen, let them dwell. And if they're if thou knowest any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. And here's Pharaoh. Here's a lost man telling, uh, I think he was talking to Joseph at the time. I might be wrong about who's addressing, but he's, he's basically saying, look, um, you guys come on down. You're welcome to stay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to not only tolerate you, you're actually welcome to be here. But if you know of any men of activity, in other words, if you know the, the people who are just industrious and they're really good and they, they, um, they kind of put their hand to the plow and get productivity out of it, then make them rulers over, over my cattle. So basically there was automatic promotion built into, uh, the people here that, that showed themselves not slouches. And I just, you know what? Uh, life just, it's the same for man or woman. It's the same for, uh, the Proverbs 31 woman, her success throughout this whole long section is chapter 31 is tied directly to, uh, the fact that she kept on the move. She was improving. She made stuff happen. She didn't wait for stuff to happen. She made things happen. And, um, unfortunately we get overwhelmed. And so that's where I think the, you know, being able to deal with the junk we've been through and, and specifically I'm thinking about this. If someone's been through heartache and hardship, it's easy to get mental clutter. Um, (laughs) you you know, there, there, and also physical clutter. Uh, I talked to someone not long ago that their home, they lived in a tiny home with uh, a teenage daughter and this, um, two, so two people, but it was a tiny home. It was, you know, like a large, uh, you know, as a modular, kind of a large RV. I've, I've never seen the place, but the, the, the word was, there's just too many piles, too many piles. And, uh, you know, that's, tr- that's honestly, that takes trauma to the next level. If you've been through something and every day you look at something that's dirty or a pile that needs to be dealt with and you're surrounded by it, that, that just is, it, it takes on a life of its own. Uh, brother Doug, there was a pastor's fellowship for, for wives. So uh, there was a breakout session for wives 
And whoever was in charge of that, I heard this secondhand from uh, someone that was attending uh, the, the, the moderator or the special speaker said, all you ladies, God bless you, pastors, wives, you're so sacrificial. Let me ask you a question. What do you think statistically causes the most depression in a preacher's wife? And there was a couple ideas. One woman gave the right answer, and the answer she gave was clutter. Statistically, the idea that there's unfinished business all the time is overwhelming. And it's just that way for humans. But, brother, I I think this woman here had the right idea. She just chipped away at it and kept, kept going. Yeah, praise God, but godliness with contentment is great gain over in 1 Timothy 6, 6. A Proverbs 31 woman is one uh, that has godliness with contentment. And uh, I was thinking about that recently. I preached a revival through the book of Philippians on joy to pastors. And uh, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state therewith to be content. Changes everything, ladies. It changes everything, gentlemen, when we learn <laughs> whatever shape we're in, whatever, wherever we're at. Boy, just thank God for that. Trust it. Serve them. Step out. And people will be talking at the gates. People will be saying, look at that husband. Look at that wife. Boy, did God give them an extra dose of mercy or what. We sure do love you folks. If there's anything we do for you, make sure you zero in for us uh, on us at the Helpful Wounded Spirits fe- Facebook page or woundedspirits.com. And hey, when you go out today with that smile that only God can give. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.